Welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. Wise Guys is your home to interact with the worldwide community of BYU fans in a variety of ways. We're your hosts, Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler. What you're about to hear is the audio recording from our weekly live broadcast. We invite you to join us for the show live every week to chat with us and with other BYU fans. You can find the schedule and watch live at wiseguys.com. That's ysguys.com. Thanks for listening and go Cougs. Hey, it is Tuesday, Halloween. Happy Halloween. Welcome to the Wise Guys, the number one BYU sports live stream talk show in the entire world. We're on earlier today because it is Halloween. The show will also air at the regular time later tonight, and then the podcast is up tomorrow as normal. But it's Halloween. Yeah, so we're we out of the box. We got to change things up because you know what's <laughs> the most important thing on Halloween? Trick or treating. Kids. <laughs> well, kids, that too. Kids are the most important thing in <laughs> trick or treating with those kids. So, and we appreciate those that are with us early. And if, if you're going to watch it at the regular time, we're glad you're watching. And if you're listening to it on the podcast, we're glad of that. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Uh, we'll put the link in the chat here and uh, hit the subscribe button because it's free. We're live on Facebook, we're live on Twitch. And of course, everything you need is at ysguys.com. Ysguys.com. Everything you need. Everything but food. You know, everything and you su- need. And subscribe the food, there so. so that, like, like Dr. Ketch is in the house. Amber Payettes, you know, hey, early tonight from New York. You know why? Because they subscribe and they got the email saying that we we're going to be on early. So yeah. you just need to know when everything is. So subscribe at wiseguys.com too. And down that the road, we might anything. just pop on anytime. We can and, pop and on anytime Sports we feel like. in early with us from Farmington. And so, so yeah, please, please subscribe at YouTube, but also subscribe at wiseguys.com. So here's what's going on on this Halloween. Uh, we'll recap Texas briefly, uh, but we're going to visit with former offensive coordinator and quarterback Brandon Doman on how to kickstart the offense. Let's go. We need some offense this weekend. Yeah, we'll give you a West Virginia preview. Um, Julie Russin, the alumni chair in the region, will help us know all of what's going on back in West Virginia as we get ready for this game in Morgantown. The biggest Mountaineer fan we know, Doug Paisley. He's the dad of country music star Brad Paisley. Doug's a friend of ours. He's going to join us from Tennessee as as he's getting ready, he thinks, for a Mountaineer victory. Yeah, and, and he knows the game day environment there because he has been a part of that for a long, long time. So oh, we'll, yeah. we'll tap into his brain on what to expect back there. How about soccer? Uh, they're marching uh, into the semifinals of the Big 12 tournament, as expected, but, man, dominating performance in this last game. We'll talk about that. Speaking of dominating, the cross-country team for the women claiming the Big 12 championship, the first in school history. Shout out to them. Did and everybody on the team finish in the top 10? It, or felt, like, like it. it, it felt, felt like it. It felt like it. And they, they could not be stopped back in Ames, Iowa yep. over the weekend. And men's hoops exhibition game tomorrow night. Dave and I will be on that. We'll give you the information about that and talk about basketball moving forward. Exciting because football and basketball now, it's like one giant eclipse. Yeah. It's a sports you, you eclipse. You and I have like, we had football Saturday. Um, we we're planning for basketball today, AFR. Um, we do basketball tomorrow night. We have football on Saturday. We have basketball on Monday. We have all this next Tuesday. We have basketball next <laughs> Friday. It's gonna. It's, it's the awesome. best time of the year, folks. Hey, we have a big announcement tonight for the Wise Guys. Beginning December 4th, Wise Guys is going to move to Monday night, and it's going to stay there. With the Big 12 basketball schedule on Saturday and Tuesday nights, and with Blaine and I calling most of those games, uh, we're going to need to move the show to Monday night, which is a perfect night for Wise Guys. It's family night, and we're one giant big family. So take note, tell your friends, please adjust your lives for Wise Guys on Monday night starting at 6 p.m. Mountain on December 4th. And we're going to talk about it all month, so it's not a surprise. Yeah, and we, and but that's where we're going. When we started the show a year and a half ago, um, we didn't know what the Big 12 schedule was going to be like, and we're finding out that it, you know we found out now that it's a it's a Saturday, Tuesday, 
kind of a schedule for basketball. So during basketball season, we didn't want to conflict with those games. And as you mentioned, you and I are going to call a bunch of these yeah. these uh, Big 12 games. And so Monday night it is, which is great. We will review the Saturday night basketball game. We'll preview the Tuesday night basketball game. It's perfect timing. And we hope that Monday works for all of you. Monday, December 4th, the new home of the wise guys. Now let's get to the information that's floating around. BYU West Virginia, Saturday night. It's at 5 o'clock Mountain Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Time on FS1. Our BYU Sports Nation game day program, two hours of pregame. That starts at 3 Mountain Time on BYU TV and ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Dr. Ketch says Mondays are going to be uh, pretty good for us. Thanks, Dr. Ketch, for yeah, adjusting your time. life. Even during football, you know, football will be great because we'll immediately review the Saturday game. And yeah. we'll, we'll have enough info to preview the, the, the next Saturday game. So I think it's going to be good for both. So we appreciate that, Dr. Ketch. Um, how about the BYU-Iowa State game? They announced that right, right after announcing the West Virginia game. Um, this is for no- November 11th, Saturday the 11th. 8.15 p.m. Mountain Time at home for BYU. That game's national on ESPN. Um, so BYU Sports Nation game day will start airing at 6 p.m. Mountain on BYU TV. Chilly, chilly, chilly night. So let, just, let's just remember this. When, when you and I were waiting for the schedule to come out, and, and first the Virginia game comes out, and it's like 7 p.m. Eastern. We go, yes! <laughs> and then and not because we like night games, but then then the Iowa State game at home is at 8.15, and we go, yes. oh, yes. Yeah. Because BYU's record is 20-1 in the last 21 night games. 20-1. Now, we don't know why. And and by the way, they're 17-1 in night, night games at level letters. So we're fine if the Oklahoma game gets scheduled for night. Yeah, we'll bundle up. Yep. We'll bundle up. We'll Let's take it bundle to the up team. because what we do know is that's too crazy a number to just dismiss it. Yeah. Yeah, so there's something to it. Now. We don't know what the reason is. Neither does Kalani. Everybody's trying to figure it out, but it is what it is. So we're very thrilled to announce that both games are night games in the next two weeks. Future scheduling announced this week. BYU is going to be at SMU in 2024. That's next season. That replaces the Utah game as mm-hmm. a non-conference game because Utah is now a conference game. SMU will play in Provo in 2027. Remember, the Mustangs joined the ACC in that wild deal next year. Right. And and Weber State will be at BYU in 2027 and in 2030, so two home games. Of course, they'll never do a home-and-home home there. But And you and I have always said, if you're going to have an FCS school on your schedule, which is probably good for BYU playing in this type of a league, um, keep it in state. Keep the money and the revenue and the local kids – involved in this thing i like weber southern utah um utah tech yep if you're gonna play fcs let's keep it in the state so i love that weber state's on the schedule in 27 and 30 brandon doman's gonna join us in just a few minutes we'll get his take on on the offense he played quarterback at byu he also was the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach so he's an expert at uh, getting things going but before we get to him let's talk about what we just saw and i know a lot of you folks uh, uh tom from california thanks for joining the wise guys here early today on Halloween. It was Halloween on Saturday. BYU, uh, Texas won 35 to 6, and BYU turned the ball over way too much. Yeah, and we talked about that last week in the show. We talked about it on our pregame show. We just mentioned it as you and I were talking before we came in the show. In this league, the worst teams in the league are better than most teams that have been on BYU's schedule in their old days of independence and, and in and the old Mountain West and the old WAC. You turn the ball over and you're negative in turnover margin, especially when you give up points. We call them terminal turnovers. Or you give up a punt for a touchdown. You have a hard time beating anybody, let alone Texas, who's in the top 10 in the country. 
And so just too many turnovers. Keaton Slovis ended up 24 of 39, um, uh, 197 yards. We'd like to see a little bit more more production out of that. But two interceptions. You know, a, a, a tip ball on one. Um, and, and kind of the other one went through. Went right, Lester got a hand on it. Yeah, last, actually two tip ball yeah. interceptions. And a fumble. So on, on an unblocked player, on a blown blocking assignment, right? So that that's a tough thing to go out and win. Darius Laster had five receptions for 75 yards. He's emerging as a really great weapon. He had a great 47-yarder. Um, we spotlighted it on yeah. after further review, which you can see on the BYU TV app so, anytime tonight. So did, did we figure out that Laster could come back next year? He will. I, yeah. I interviewed him for game day for this weekend. And uh, he's back next for, year. For some reason, we were thinking he was a senior, but yeah. the COVID thing, we can never figure this out. He, if he's back next year, wow. He and Chase Roberts, because he just keeps getting better. He's one. He's a transfer, and and sometimes it's hard. He seems like he's really starting to grasp the offense and be aggressive. Yeah. I love that he's coming back. Um, you know who else is coming back next year? Aiden Robbins, right? Aiden Robbins. Aiden Robbins is seventeen rushes for fifty six yards. Um, not the kind of production you'd like to see, but man, did he finish some runs and and he's shown flashes of brilliance now that he's feeling healthy. Flashes of some really physical running, which BYU's missed. Uh, problem for BYU on the offense, the turnovers, which we've already talked about, and they were two of 13 on third down and two of three on fourth down. And honestly, I don't know how many times we're going to analyze this, but you're two of 13 on third down because your average... Yards to gain that you have left on third down is one of the worst in the country if you're BYU right now. Yeah. They average third and eight. Like, NFL teams don't convert on third and eight. So, yes, they have a third down problem, but guess how the third down problem gets solved? Be productive on first and second down. Exactly. And which, which basically I'm saying is the offense has been bad. Yeah. Uh, they're not getting positive yards in production on, on first and second down. If you have a bunch of third and fours, you're going to convert a high percentage of those. If you have a bunch of third and eights, you're not. And that's been their issue. They have just had very poor production on first and second down. On the defensive side of the ball, they forced two turnovers and had two fourth down stops at the goal line. It, and they gave up 35 points. Yet it felt like the defense played good because they had so many short fields, that the Longhorns, after those turnovers. Remember, they had 21 points on a total of like, like 40 yards of total offense because – they had a punt return for a touchdown, 72-yard punt return for a touchdown in the first quarter. Then they had the interception that they ran back to the 26-yard line and scored. So that's 26 yards of offense. And then they had then they had the, the fumble and, and got a score. So their first 21 points came on 40-some yards of total offense. Yeah. That's Can't do that on that's, the road. That's killing Can't your defense. Can't do that at home. That's killing your defense. Yeah. And it's not indicative. The score, the number of points scored is not indicative of how this defense played because the defense made enough plays, two big fourth down stops uh, against a really good team, um, enough plays to win a game, but but not with the turnovers, where they were on the field, the short fields that they gave and a punt return for a touchdown, not enough to win. Trevor on the live stream tonight says, my wife and I were at the game in Austin, had an amazing time. Invited to several tailgate parties thrown by Texas fans. Also, the entire place was a large carnival. Provo needs to step it up. Uh, thank you for joining us. And Provo, BYU has stepped it up. I mean, I'm putting our game day show out yeah. there with the crowd and the bands. And, and, and we're, we're working Cougar on Cougar Canyon is really cool. Yeah, this is all new stuff for, for BYU. And I think yeah. the last two couple of years, we've made great strides. And, um, and, and it's by the way, out visiting there. fans so far from the Big 12, Texas Tech fans yeah. in particular, um, 
visiting fans are going, wow, this is quite an environment here at BYU. And they feel like BYU, and this is a tribute to you, the BYU fans, have treated them very well. They Nothing but positive feedback from visiting teams coming into Provo this year. DJ, can you put up that picture of athletic director Tom Homo? Every Halloween, he raises the bar oh as the uh, athletic director. Who, I, I, I didn't think he'd get any better. Who does. Uh, this is Dumbledore. He, uh, if for those listening on the podcast, it's uh, it is it is Tom Homo as Dumbledore. That's him. Like it looks like Dumbledore. It, like this is amazing. And I, I heard an interesting thing. So we had a, a meeting with the Big Twelve. I think this is okay to say. He had a meeting with all the Big Twelve ads mm-hmm. today on Halloween. Mm-hmm. He, he was the only one in costume. So you can imagine this gathering, this of all these ads in their suits and whatever, uh, answering to Dumbledore as the wizard in charge. Uh, I just can imagine the picture um, that that paints. Can, can you, like, this but, This uh, is over the top. Stuff. So if, 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 <laughs> if you listen to it on the podcast, do yourself a favor. Go to, to ysguys.com and just go back to the, the episode and watch it. And just to this, like, just watch it f- f- 13 minutes in just to see this costume that Tom Homo has on or, or find it somewhere. It's amazing. All right, DJ. Now can you be Voldemort one year and Dumbledore the next? I think he was Voldemort last I year. Give you time. You can do whatever you want. You okay. can do whatever you want. But I don't know that it could, only Tom can pull that off. I don't but, think he can do both the name who should not be named and Dumbledore. I, he's done it. DJ, could you also put up the BYU costumes for Saturday's game? This is the uniform configuration, which I think might be my favorite. Uh, it is the all white with the royal yeah, trim. You love that one. White helmet, pants, shirt, royal stripe down the pant, and the royal numbers. I, I like that look. Well, and, and their record... Five and zero. Oh. Five and zero oh in that uni. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want everything going BYU's night game, a uniform they've never lost in. We need all the karma that we can get. So, hey, and, and Jonathan Ashcraft, glad to have you back with us tonight. Yeah. Let's listen to Kalani Sataki as he set the tone for the week as BYU prepares for West Virginia. Three minutes of the coach right here. Yeah, uh, another uh, week. Um, just seems like the season's flying by you know and so we've, we've got two-thirds of it done um heading up to our our last third of the season um last month of a regular season so we're sitting here right now at five and three um looking back and having a kind of a looking at it from a different view seeing where we're at as a program uh we're, we're still in a good spot obviously uh not not uh, um not happy with the results especially last week um but uh, looking back at it again and being able to evaluate it and take the emotions out of it, uh, we were in a really good spot. I think going into that game, you wanted to be in a position where you can, you're still in the battle. And um, going into the, the game, um, being down two scores, being down by 15 with uh, nine or ten minutes left in the game, uh, was a was a good position for us to be in. You know, uh, even considering uh, some of the difficulties and the adversity we had to deal with in the game and. And uh, we are still in it. And so the, the disappointing part is that they made the two touchdowns. We didn't. And so uh, that, that's what happened in the remaining 10 minutes of the game. But uh, I like that the guys kept fighting to the, to the very end. We keep building off of that. Um, really good team in Texas. And I, may, I mentioned that before with Sark and, and that, that, that program. And uh, just trying to learn lessons from that and trying to get better uh, to this week. And, uh, now going to this week against uh, West Virginia, on the road, um, you know, back east, a different time zone. So, so uh, 
it's going to be uh, a long probably, I think this is the furthest we've traveled. So uh, looking forward to that matchup. Uh, I think Neil does a great job coaching his guys, and you can see um, his background is on the offensive side, and so they're very explosive offensively. They can, they can do so many things to you, and, and I think that's his background as, as, as an offensive guru, being a coordinator at the highest level, and then also being a head coach. Um, I think he's establishing their identity on, on, on the field, and you can see that they're, they can punish you in, in so many different ways. Uh, really balanced team, but... but um, they they also they have a quarterback that can they have a bunch of quarterbacks but they have a quarterback that can throw the ball can run um, tough O line uh, tough receivers that can I mean they, they they average around 200 yards receiving and 200 yards rushing so uh, the receivers can can um, turn a, a quick throw into a big gain uh, tons of talent there and uh, big O line that can pass pro and run block and so you combine that with a, with a big running back. Um, I, I, I like the, the way their running backs run, but uh, he's dangerous and, and he can he can uh, and he's big. He's literally a big guy and, and just can run over people. So, but he's got tons of speed. So this is a tough team on offense. And then you took a look at the defensive side; they're tough too. They're playing some really good football. Watching them on film, um, they take advantage of, of assignment sound football. They're tough and they're gritty. And I think it's going to be a good matchup for us. I'm looking forward to getting the best out of our guys against them because you can see it on film. I think I say that every week, but in the Big 12 Conference, there's not, there's not a lot of weaknesses out there. So we're going to be on the road. We've got to rally together and, and uh, embrace the opportunity to play this game. Um, out in West Virginia, looking forward to the, the cool traditions that they have. They have a passionate fan base, uh, loves their team. And I, I, I know from... Talked to a lot of different people being been out there. It's a hard place to, to, to play. So looking forward to that. Um, I, 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 I like fans that care about their teams and have a lot of passion for it. And so I'm looking forward to hearing them all sing. You know, it's going to be nice to hear them sing, uh, uh, you know, take the, was it Country Roads, Take Me Home. That, that's a cool song. And um, I, I think there's a lot of really cool things about college football, and I'm glad that we get to go be in that environment and to compete against West Virginia. Looking forward to the matchup. We have a lot of work to get done this week, but um, I feel like we've got to find a way to perform at our best and, and get, get a, give us a chance to come up, come away with a victory, um, put ourselves in a better position than even than we were against Texas, but knowing that if, if we can kind of be in that, uh, hopefully we can finish the game and, and find ways to, to have it work out on our side. So. Head coach Kalani Satake, and one thing they'll do as part of their preparation, we talked about earlier, they're going to leave on Thursday and fly back to West Virginia for the Saturday night game. That's the way they do it. When it's an East Coast game, they'll go a day yeah, earlier than normal. One day per time zone. So you go, you go to the, if you're in your own time zone or you go one time zone East, um, you go a day ahead. If, if it's two time zones, you go two days ahead, um, which is, which is pretty cool. He mentions Neil Brown, which, um, Cougar fans will be interested in this connection because um, Neil uh, grew up in Kentucky. He's an all-state wide receiver, and he went to Kentucky. They show his alma mater on his bio is, is UMass because that's where he graduated from. But he started at Kentucky as a wide receiver, and do you know who the offensive coordinator was at Kentucky when he was there? None other than Mike Leach. Mm. And Helmum was the head coach. Yeah. And so his background in offensive football comes from 
people that, that are our BYU fans are very familiar with, and that's Mike Leach with his spread, the, spread you out, multiple formations, all of that kind of spread throw game. Um, and then he was the head coach at Troy University before he, he went to, uh, to be the head coach at West Virginia. He's had a lot of success. He's been an OC offensive coordinator. Um, it's interesting to me that they do a lot of things in terms of formation and motions and all that, but this team this year is a 65% run team. Um, he's got a quarterback in, in Garrett Green that can really run the football. So they run a lot of um, zone read, run pass, where he rides the back, and if if the if the end comes down, that quarterback keeps it. And Garrett, you know, he scored three touchdowns rushing the football last year, last week. He has almost 500 yards rushing. This he's their second leading rusher, but, but behind Donaldson, who who Kalani described as a big bruiser at six one and 240 pounds at running back. So really skilled offensive football team. With, with a, a head coach in Neil Brown that has his roots that go all the way back to the tutelage under he, uh, offensive coordinator Mike Leach at, at Kentucky. That's where he kind of got his foundation. He's has had great success. Yeah, I love watching this West Virginia team. When you watch them on tape, they're well coached. Three and two in the uh, Big 12. Again, picked last, and their coach was like, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. happen. That's not going to happen. And it hasn't. They've been one of the great stories of the year uh, so far. Here's the Cougar Board question of the week. Uh, if you're not sure about Cougar Board or familiar with it, it's the largest online community of BYU fans with thousands of posts each day. And Wise Guys is the largest live stream talk show in the world for BYU fans. We're talking about the uh, largest online community on Cougar Board. Today's question is, uh, it comes from two subscribers from their insider subscribers, Dilbert and Foof Coog. Now, with names Dilbert and Foof Coog, you know it's going to be a good question. It's got to be good. <laughs> Here it comes. Uh, do you have any thoughts on why there's so much disorganization on the offense this year? We've never seen so many timeouts after a kickoff because the offense wasn't ready for the first play of their drive or receivers having so much trouble figuring out who was supposed to be on the line or off of it. We saw again on Saturday when the offense was confused coming out of a timeout on 4th and goal from the two and had to call a second timeout, which got him a penalty because this year you can't call back-to-back yep. timeouts. Um, this is out of character for BYU. What's wrong this year uh, that these problems keep happening and don't appear to be getting any better as the season goes on? I think that's the biggest thing that I've been asked about. People upset that it hasn't got any better. Not that the problems exist. They just haven't got any better. So that was a big, long question. What do you got? Yeah, and, and we alluded a little bit to it earlier. Um and Kalani's just said, hey, offensively, we, we got to be more on the same page as a coaching staff. I think the challenge this staff has had to meld this group together with so many brand new players, I think we all got a little bit excited. Hey, we got, you know, Laster's coming in from Eastern Michigan and Marion's coming in um, from back at, at UMass. And, and uh, oh, three new offensive linemen, all starters, uh, Miley and Lapawahu and Eddie and, and uh, oh, and how about Aiden Robbins out of UNLV? And, hey, we've got this great new freshman running back, LJ Martin. And guess what? This quarterback's coming as a transfer from Pittsburgh. Guess what? Count them up, folks. That's seven starters that were not in this program last year or any year before that. And, and I got caught up in this, yeah, but look at how talented they are. Like, all this talent is sure. going to overcome It's going to overcome continuity, right, Dave? Mm -hmm. But there's something to be said to playing a bunch of guys that have been in your system and running your stuff for a number of years. And, and, and I think the staff, 
maybe overestimated what they could digest. We overestimated how well they would meld together and communicate and all that nonverbal that takes place out there. They've just had way too many mistakes. And it's partly on maybe the coaches trying to do too much with that group from a scheme perspective and all of that. And, and, and partly they're an experience in this. Um, and so I'm thinking maybe they need to temper how many transfers they go out and get and how many are impact and how many they grow up in the program. Because I think it's hard to win um, when you have the majority. That's seven out of 11 starters. And then Keanu Hill and, and Cody Epps, who are supposed to be out there at wide receiver, have hardly played this year. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the experienced ones in this offense. Um, and, and so I think it's a combination. I think the, the staff could do a better job of ca- you know, tailoring what they're calling in the schemes to what they have out there, maybe simplifying, um, and, and maybe overestimating um, how valuable just pure skill is versus should they be playing more guys that have been in the system for longer and know exactly what they're supposed to do? Good question and a good answer, and let's hope we see some solutions on Saturday night at West Virginia. As we wait for Brandon Doman, let's jump into some campus notes. Uh, We've got three great guests coming up here, and we're going to be a little shorter than normal uh, because it's Halloween, uh, but we've got a lot of information to pass on. Women's soccer, by the way, back in action tomorrow in the semifinals of the Big 12 tournament. That's in Round Rock, Texas. They'll play UCF at 6 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPN+. Beat Oklahoma yesterday, Monday, 7 to nothing, or 6 to nothing. They're up to what, number what's six the equi- in the What's polls. the equivalent in football? Is that like 80 to nothing it's in football? It's got to be something like that. Something like that, right? The championship <laughs> game, by the way, is Saturday. BYU needs to win this championship to get a one seed in the NCAA tournament. And a one seed can get you up to four home games. Southfield at, at night in the oh. cold favors the home team. Yeah. And any team from the South that we've seen come in late in the year, that just doesn't work out for them. So they're playing for, obviously, the Big 12 title. Uh, they got to get uh, beat UCF Wednesday and, and try to win the thing Saturday to get a number one seed. They might get a number one seed if they don't win, but they got a but, legitimate but, but they, shot. Legitimate to be number one, which four home games is big, 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 yeah. right? Jen Rockwood now 450 career wins. They're 15-1-3 and three on the year. The one loss to Utah State, we've talked about it before. We don't understand it. It just is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, Let's go to cross country now and okay. the Big 12 championships this last weekend. The number four woman women's team nationally, they won the Big 12 championship this past Saturday in Ames, Iowa. They're the first program to claim a Big 12 title. How about that? That's great. That's pretty cool. We were always all saying, who's going to win the first Big 12 title? Well, that's the first one contested, right? Yeah. And they win it. Uh, how about that? Also, the 24th conference title in program history. Uh, shout out to Diljeet Taylor and the Cougars, um, and they're a contender to win the national championship this year. They, you know, if they have a good day, um, they'll they'll compete for a national championship this year in cross country. Um, the number three ranked men's team finished second behind the number two ranked team nationally, Oklahoma State. Um, it's the 31st conference championship meet where the men have finished first or second. Um, so congratulations to Ed Eyestone. And now now they've got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder going into national saying, hey, we need to trade places with Oklahoma State here mm-hmm. and go and win a national championship. But um, both the men's and women's uh, will be in the NCAA Mountain Regionals on November 10th in Lubbock, Texas. More campus news ahead in a few minutes. It's our pleasure to welcome former BYU and San Francisco 49er quarterback, former Cougar quarterback coach, 
and BYU offensive coordinator, our friend Brandon Doman, who's fresh off the golf course. First of all, we want to wish you a happy Halloween, but let's get right to the results. You're out playing your sons on a beautiful cold day. Uh, who won? Oh, gosh. My, my son that's leaving on his mission tomorrow, his name is Jace, and he he beats all of us every time. He's pretty good. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wish it was me, but it's not. And Jay, Jace is a football player too, right? Yeah, he is signed to play at Southern Utah uh, after his mission. So he's he's uh, starting to prove to be a better golfer than he is a football uh, player. <laughs> hey, I, I always said, Brandon, and my wife used to say, Brenda, you know Brenda, she used to say, why don't we like get our guys a little more practice up at golf? I don't know that I want them to, you know, because she watched me get smacked around when, when, when uh, you know, we were dating and then married. And she's like, I'd be okay if they played golf. I don't know. What, what's your thought? <laughs> Would you be okay if he just went and played college golf? Yes. I mean, he, he jokes about it, but he puts enough time in on the golf course. He probably can figure it out. But yeah, I, I've got three, um, three boys, uh, three of my four boys that have really taken a liking to golf and it's been so fun to yeah. watch, watch him take, take that sport on. It's been fun for us. Hey, where's your boy going on his mission? Tacoma, Washington. He, right. he goes into the Provo MTC tomorrow. He's been in the home MTC for the last what eight or nine days? So it's been. Uh, it's mom's all... getting pretty sentimental. Right. What, what, what's the, what's the rules? Like, if I happen to be in Tacoma, can I go take Jace out to to lunch or something? Can I do that? I think you of course can you that. can. Yeah. Well, I get to it's, Tacoma. These are different times. I get to Tacoma and Seattle all the time. I might I might have to figure out how to get a hold of them, take them for lunch one time when I'm what, up there. Wednesday mornings in and around the MTC are wild because you've got. Uh, Happy families going in, and they come out with one less occupant in the car, and they're all sad coming out yeah. because of the, yeah. the great drop-off experience. Good luck with that tomorrow. That's that's awesome. Hey, what about Texas? What's your reaction to what you saw Saturday? Well, Texas is really good. Obviously, um, you know, obviously, it's it's a football team that BYU is going to have a hard time beating no matter what. Yeah, and they turned it over, and it wasn't no matter what. They they uh, they just got handled uh, with short fields and, and mistakes, and it didn't feel yeah, like a 35-6 to yeah, six punt, game. But punts for touchdowns. We, we were saying it felt like the defense made enough plays in that game to keep him in the game, but when you're playing bad teams in this league – Feels like the margin for error is not very big, and you can't you can't turn it over. Especially terminal turnovers are big plays for touchdowns. Your thought on that? Yeah, I mean turnovers in in you know big time football from the NFL down, turnovers have become such a critical component to winning football games. The defenses are so good um, that you just can't afford to not have every single drive. So if you give up some turnovers. You know, inadvertently, not fourth, not fourth down stuff, but actual interceptions and fumbles and those things. You're just not going to get those drives back when you're playing against a team like Texas. So, so how does it? You go and you have a loss, and you feel like you know you left a lot out there with the turnovers and all that. How do you regroup and get ready to go on the road all the way to the East Coast and play against a West Virginia team that's playing really good football right now, run-based football team, really 65% run RPO kind of stuff on the road, at night, on the East Coast. You know, what, what, what's their recipe to get this team ready, and what do they have to do to win? Well, they're going to have to get some – BYU's done such a good job this year of getting their own turnovers and, and I think being pretty solid on defense. And um, Our third down conversions have been, have been not so 
all year long. And so we've got to improve that, make, make sure that we're converting in those third down situations. Unfortunately, against Texas and some of these good football teams, we've been in third long so many times, it's near impossible to win. So finding a way to get into a manageable third down situation and converting so that we can have some, you know, manage some of that time of possession a little bit against West Virginia or anybody in this league. It's the only way to have a chance to win. I think our defense has proven to be good enough um, and opportunistic enough that, that if BYU can maintain some, some possession of time, possession of the ball uh, and convert when they need to, that we can stay in any game. Before I ask you this next question, uh, what's going on in this car? We, you're in the passenger seat. There's bodies behind you. Yeah. This is a mobile, this is a car full of domains. There, there they are. Who's driving? <laughs> That's Jace. Hey, right Jace. Jace, be careful. You, you're going to MTC tomorrow. I, I, got, so I got to watch Jace play last year. Take so. it nice and slow. You guys are live on our live stream around the world. So that's a car full of domains right there. Uh, yeah, I was kind of given some smirky <laughs> looks because he's driving my truck and he didn't take the emergency brake off. And I was trying to point to him like, take the dang emergency brake off. <laughs> Yeah, Come on, you, know you should know that. that. That's good advice for everybody. Don't drive with emergency brake on. It's not good for the car. So, all right. Now that we've yeah. identified the occupants, um, I think you're an expert to answer this next question because you've been a quarterback on the field. You've worked with quarterbacks who are trying to get things going, and you've worked as an offensive coordinator on good days and bad. What is the key to getting a spark to the current BYU offense? Oh, you know I. I know that they're, they're, there's allegiance to what they're doing with Slovis, and I know that there's a lot of there are many other factors at play here um, with 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 regard to you know this the lack of success that the offense is having. Um, you know, you're, you're wanting to get to a bowl game. I think that'd be a great accomplishment at some point for for this program, but I do think that. They're going to have to be really careful in that this is a one-and-done one senior quarterback that has not been in the program prior to now. Um, and do they have a quarterback for next year? They don't want to get into, you know, get into this, this, un, un, this, this, this cycle of having unprepared quarterbacks. So, frankly, for me, if, if they're lacking success going into this game and, and unproductive through halftime, I'd give another guy a chance to play. And I know you're getting toward the end of the season now because the idea, they brought Retzliff in, who was the number one junior college quarterback in the country last year, with the idea that we're redshirting him, right? Um, but the redshirt rules are different than when you and I were playing. Like, these guys can yeah. play four games. And so yeah. so now BYU's in their, well, if they get to a bowl, they have five. Right, but but really in their last four games, you know, the idea was also to to redshirt the freshmen this year. Um, so so now all of a sudden down the stretch, where you probably couldn't before, now you can, if it's not replaced, you can definitely get playing time for these guys, which is important, right? I think you've got to get a guy some time, and if he's the if he's the quarterback for the next two years, get him in. I. I don't know that BYU's like I said they want to get to a bowl game and they're playing for a bowl game and I think that's important for the just for the overall mojo of the football program, um, but not at the expense, frankly, for me at getting a quarterback ready in preparation for the upcoming season. So um, if Slovis plays well and, and they're you know in the game and having a shot at, at winning this football game and he's playing well, 
I wouldn't take him out, but struggling um, coming into halftime, I, that's how I would look at it. I would I would give this another another guy a shot to play and gain some experience. Hey, I was I was going to ask you about um, a unique situation for almost any university in the country. How about the fact that Taysom Hill, Zach Wilson, and Jaron Hall, um, BYU's last three quarterbacks, all completing passes on Saturday or last Sunday in the NFL as quarterbacks. Now, now it, we just found out that Jaron's going to start this week. We know that Zach starts. Taysom doesn't necessarily start a quarterback, but he starts. BYU's last three quarterbacks are all NFL dudes. What about that? Is that something or what? Well, and that's – you look at Taysom's last year, you look at Jaron's last year, you look at Zach's last year, um, and there were a ton of football games that those guys won. Um, and a lot of that has to do with recruiting and keeping a pipeline and, and a cupboard full of quarterbacks coming in and bona fide studs. And it's hard for BYU or any program to win, but especially tough for BYU in the nature of just the, the, the kind of athlete that BYU has there. We've got to have Jaron Halls and Zach Wilson's and Taysom Hills and those types of guys in the program regularly for this football program to be successful in the Big 12. And, um, you know, those guys are pretty dang good. Former BYU quarterback Brandon Doman on the Wise Guys, live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and wiseguys.com. His 2001 Cougars won their first 12 games of the season, finished 12-2. and two. Luke Staley was in there. Reno Mahe, yeah. fantastic uh, yeah, what a crew. group of athletes. Okay, we got two more questions for you. Before we ask you the keys to a win on Saturday night, let's roll out the Dominator, which is uh, his nickname, top five Halloween candies of all time. Yes. And your kids are right there, so they'll verify. But we've got five leading up to one. And I gave you a heads up, so I know you've been thinking about this. What's the number five on the Brandon Doman's top Halloween candies of all time? Um. They're all candy bars. Mm-hmm. And when I was a little kid, there used to be a candy bar called the, uh, um, call it, and and it was it was really really good. <laughs> Whatchamacallit? Uh, and what then call it? That's yeah, number five. That's number five. All right. <laughs> yeah, and it was always an extra extra treat. But then um, <laughs> I like Reese's Buttercup. Okay. It's got to be the two buttercup package. Okay. Not the one. Not the or the little. Not the, the, not little, the small one. Full no. size. Full size with two full. Yeah, full, yeah. Full size. And then uh, butterfingers. Butterfinger at number three. Butterfingers right. three. Okay. That's an underappreciated then, snack. Yeah. Butterfingers. Yeah. Butterfingers really good. And then I would say uh, Twix. Twix. Oh, Twix for number two. Yeah. All right. Number yeah. one all time. And I don't know how to. I don't. I've never had a candy bar that I like better than Snickers. Snickers. Oh, see, like to it's me, I got satisfying. like my Milky Way is right there. Milky Way didn't make it. He didn't make it. It didn't even make it. Or Three Musketeers. Like I don't know how those two don't make it. You know what? No, I, then I. I don't think they make my top ten. Gosh, but, man! And you and I are so alike. I don't know how you are so disparate uh, on candy bars. What? You know what? I don't appreciate the Three Musketeers bar either. I don't appreciate that. You don't like the fluffy? To, no. But, you, but come on, a Milky Way, it's it's caramel and chocolate. I do like chocolate. Milky Way. I do like the Milky Way. Oh How's gosh. the Milky Way yeah, not in your top five? Not in my top five. Let, let me yeah, tell you the guy, let me tell you the guy that's a genius. Whoever invented um, uh, Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, hey, let's just take a hunk of chocolate and just wrap it up. Just sell it. That's got to be the best margins ever because that's cheap. Let's just... That's and a and good maybe list. the greatest candy ever in its simplicity alone. 
That's a good list. We'll go with your top no five right there. All right, the keys to beating West Virginia on Saturday night. We're going to revisit them next week. So yep. what do you got? I think it starts with turnover margin. I do think they have to win the turnover margin. Um, they need to be over 40, 40, probably at least 40% conversion on third down. I don't think West Virginia is anything, you know, super special. So if they can at least get over 40% on conversions on third down and win the turnover margin, those two things alone, I think will give BYU the win. The third thing would be um, they've got to convert more than half of their red zone conversions have got to be touchdowns. So if they get, if they get four shots down there, they got to get at least two touchdowns. Um, the others can be field goals, but I would say, I would say in that order, turnover conversion, um, they've got to have uh 40, 40 to 45% third down conversion, and then at least half of their red zone trips have got to convert. Touchdowns. You know, it, it's interesting because they've – turnover margin, when they've been good, they win, right? Um, and, and third down's been a struggle. But in red zone offense, they've been in top 10 all year. And, and then touchdown percentage, they've been in the top 10 all year. When they get down there, they do a good job. The problem has been getting down there without, you know, in the games they lose, getting down there without turning it over. That, that's that been a big issue. So, I love it. You, you look at that Texas game, they had an interception that took them down in there, and then it, and then you had the penalty that, that brought them back, and they, they didn't get to get in the red zone. They, I think they would have scored, and that would have been quite a different game for them. Um, and then there was, I can't remember the other one, but they had two chances where they could have been – in scoring position and you're right BYU's proven to be able to score when they get down there and and you can't afford to take away red zone opportunities hey, hey by the way I just was gonna tell you Dr. Ketch um uh said that it's always nice to see quarterback Dome and I remember when he was in school I admit it I had a crush on him as a BYU student so there you go <laughs> Dr. Ketch Dr. Ketch hey uh, what are you guys handing out tonight by the way one of these five candy bars or what are you giving out we have all five of them I'm oh, sorry, fine. we don't have. We just have the top four: the Snickers, the Twix, the Reeses, and the uh, and the Butterfingers. Butterfingers. Hey, we're they're all going to Dome, right? Because the what you call it? They're almost. You can't find them. You anymore. Can't find them anymore. So enjoy your last night uh, yeah. with your uh, with your missionary. Hey, Jace, good luck, brother. Right there. You'll be great. Thank you. I'm, I may. I may Thank like you. when when you hear, hey, brother Fowler calling, need uh, to take you to lunch. Don't turn me down, man. Hey, and know this: uh, it might feel like a long time, two years, but Jeez. when you get back, you'll see that we're still interviewing your dad, yep. and time goes by that fast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All hey, right, guys. Brandon, thank thank you, so you so much, Brandon. Uh, happy Halloween. Take care, guys. All right, there's the Domans right off their big golf showdown, which uh, Brandon was defeated by. Uh, Jace, who's heading out on his church mission tomorrow Very morning. Good. Proud of Jace. And uh, that's great. I loved his keys. Turnover margin, 40% on third down, which would be a significant improvement. And, and, and at least 50% touchdowns. In the red they, zone. They, they need to score in the red zone. Probably a 90% clip, right? And then 50% of those touchdowns. So. You, know, you know, I like... I like Brandon Doman on our show because he knows his stuff. Yeah, he does. Now, everyone seems to that, that comes on, but, um, man, he's been there. He's coached yeah. it. He's played it. He was offense coordinator. He's a quarterback's coach. And played quarterback. quarterback and played it in the National Football League. Played it at BYU. Yeah. Played it in the, a, and really, really high level. Um, and, and he played, you know, played on a team with tremendous talent with Luke Staley and Reno Mahe, a bunch of NFL caliber guys. Yeah, yeah Brand, Brandon knows his stuff. It's fun to talk to him. 
Julie Russon, uh, BYU alumni chair, is going to join us in a few minutes from Pittsburgh, where BYU is heading back to play West Virginia. Doug Paisley coming up in a bit, uh, the biggest West Virginia fan we know. And he to- he tells us he is. Yeah, he's who's gonna bigger have his West Virginia who's hat bigger, on. Brad, Brad or, or Doug? We'll have to ask him, but I think okay. it, it might be it might be the dad. Be the Doug? dad might be leading the way. Okay. Uh, next week, Austin Collie is going to join us on November fourteenth. Max Hall and Wally Joiner, Mark Ogletree. And Scott Warner of Gig and Libby Lloyd are going to join us on the 21st. And Brad Robbins of Gentry will be here on November 28th. Yeah, it's going to be a very musical and, month. And guess what? Brad's going to... So we bring Libby in, um, who most of you know that listen all the time. My, my daughter, who's a Broadway star, is going to come in. And we'll do some music. We'll have some music. We'll sing. And then and Brad Robbins, Gentry is going to be right in the middle of their Christmas tour. Um, right after their stop in Salt Lake City, they make their way to cities in the West. But he's going to come join us in studio as well, and we'll 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 figure out a way to have some music with Brad. So it's going to be a musical um, for the holidays to get ready be, for the holidays. It'll be great. It's going to be awesome. Let's get back to a couple of campus notes real quick before we get out to Julie. Uh, women's volleyball, they're ranked number twelve in the country. They got swept in a two-game road stop at Kansas State last week. Uh, that hasn't happened uh, since two thousand eleven. That BYU lost back to back games against an unranked team uh so they dropped from number eight to number 12 in the top 25 the big 12 standings look like this texas is number one at 11 and 0 ucf is eight and three at number two kansas is third at seven and three and then there's byu at seven and four they play kansas and ucf uh here in the regular season so they've got a chance to redeem themselves from losing to kansas state which was a big surprise cincinnati is coming to provo friday and saturday of this week at the smith field house seven o'clock mountain time on espn plus for women's volleyball nice and men's hoops um we mentioned at the beginning exhibition openers tomorrow night against life pacific and naia school um it's tomorrow night at 7 p.m mountain that'll be on byu tv um, you got Dave, you've got me, Spencer Linton on the call tomorrow night, as we will be on a lot of these home games preseason and during the Big 12 season. Um, this one's on BYU TV. I think from this point forward, they're all on ESPN Plus, yeah. right? So, but we'll be calling for ESPN Plus. Um, Vanquish.com, vanquishthefoe.com. Um, reported the BYU defeated Stanford in a secret scrimmage on Saturday, 77. We're not going to talk about it. It's secret. It's secret. So like this is like I didn't even say this, but but evidently they beat Stanford seventy seven seventy two at the Marriott Center, and Spencer Johnson led the way with eighteen points. He's been the most consistent player for them this last year, and, and he's back and should be a big time leader for them. The season opener, the first real game, not an exhibition, is Monday, November sixth against Houston Christian. That's at seven p.m. Mountain. That'll be on ESPN Plus. We'll be on the call for that one as well. Women's hoops, Westminster exhibition game. That's Wednesday tomorrow, three o'clock Mountain Time on the BYU TV app and ESPN+. Plus. The Cougars football team has never played in West Virginia, so you can imagine how excited BYU fans in the area are to have them coming on what we anticipate will be a regular basis, certainly for all the sports. Julie Russin is the BYU alumni chair in the region, joins us live from Pittsburgh here on this Halloween. It's already Halloween night on the East Coast. Julie, we welcome you to the Wise Guys. It's good to have you with us. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Hey, what are you giving out uh, to the trick-or-treaters tonight? What kind of what kind of goods? Absolutely nothing. I'm in a hotel room, so we don't get too many trick-or-treaters around here. You know, I don't know. I've you never got... trick-or-treated a hotel. That's they should, true. They, sometimes they have <laughs> trunk-or-treats at hotels sometimes. Like, sometimes you know, they but, do. If but, they're doing that here, I'm unaware of it. So okay. I'll be the lame person. <laughs> hey, talk to us a little bit, Julie, about the, um, the layout of the alumni in that region. Like, what? 
or we can have a lot of them at the game. Where are they coming from? What, what's, what's it like back there? Well, like you said, this is the first time that BYU has ever played at West Virginia. And so we are coming from everywhere. Um, the BYU alumni and Provo were kind enough to send out an email blast and they sent it to the entire East Coast. Oh, wow. We've seen folks coming in from, you know, up as far north, as far as I know, um, from New York, coming up from North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee. Um, but for the most part, the majority of our folks are going to be a little more local. We have a ton of members and alumni in West Virginia, although unfortunately they don't have a chapter of their own, which is how Pittsburgh got involved. Right. But we have hundreds of alumni in Pittsburgh, the Cleveland chapters involved, also a, a huge presence there, the DC chapters involved, a massive presence on the East Coast, and also the Susquehanna Valley chapter in Pennsylvania. So we're, we're kind of all surrounding Morgantown and we are going to come down on them like a rainstorm. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I love West, it. West Virginia's coach yesterday in his news conference was saying, yeah, there's going to be a lot of BYU fans here. And I'm not sure where they're coming from, but they're coming. And it sounds like they're coming from all over the place. So tell us about the service project that the, the alumni will be involved in and how others who aren't going to be at the game can participate. Sure. So the QX Care Project, I'm sure that you've talked about this on your program before with other tailgates, but everywhere we go, we like to bring, you know, some of our hospitality and love and just do something good for the area. So we decided that we're going to, we're hosting a book drive. We are collecting new children's books, um, not just children's books, but also some young adult, young adult books they have on their list. And these books are going to benefit the nursery school right there at WVU and also the United Way in Preston and Monongalia counties in West Virginia. We are accepting new books right there at the tailgate and also at the stadium. So if you aren't planning on coming to the tailgate, but you still wanna participate, bring some books. Um, we do have an Amazon link. I can't hand that to you right now, but I'm sure we can post it later. Absolutely, where yeah. They have, they have posted a Amazon wish list of all the books that they are hoping to get. But of course, donations are not limited to these books. You can bring any of your favorite childhood books. We do ask, however, that you bring new books so that they are in um, good condition for the children who will be using them. Julie, how about people who would just rather send money so you can buy new books? Can they, can they, how can they get that to you? Is it through the alumni page? Yeah, so my phone number is... No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave always threatens um, to give mine out, which yeah, is scary. That's true. Right? <laughs> I will take all your monetary donations. No, um, you know, that's actually a really great question. There are donation links throughout um, the, the tailgate page and all of the tailgate pages. But as far as donating just cash, that's a really great question. Well, we put the I'm link up to the one. tailgate and the alumni, and there may be something there. But if there is a... If there is a, another way, just let us know and we'll yep. pass and it we'll, on we'll post it. So you just mentioned the tailgate... What kind of a crowd are you expecting back there, Julie? And and what what's in store for the tailgate on Saturday? So if my sources are correct, I was told from a representative in Provo just yesterday that we are going to have the biggest tailgate to date. Really? Nice. We've been we to some big ones. Sold, That's good. Uh, yeah, we're, we're thrilled. We've sold over 1,000 tickets to the tailgate. And are expecting another 500 to 1,000 to just show up day. Oh, wow. 2,000 possibly at the tailgate. 
That's serious because that when you're going to the tailgate, that that's not just hey, we got tickets, we're going to get there in time for kickoff, which is how a lot of people do it. That that right. if you're having two thousand at your tailgate, there's going to be a lot more inside the stadium for sure. Oh, for sure. We've already heard from dozens and dozens of people on different social media platforms. Oh, we didn't even know you were selling tickets. We didn't even know there was a tailgate. We bought our tickets through someone else, and we expect to see them all on Saturday at 4 p.m. That's great. Well, we've posted the the link to the tailgate um, on all of our platforms. We've also posted the link to Amazon.com for the book drive. Um, so hopefully, as they usually do, Cougar fans from all over the nation will step up and represent the university in a big way and help out. Hey, our friends over at Texas, the Talbots, who were spearheading that tailgate, they had Texas barbecue, which sounded delicious. What yes. are you guys serving up? We are having barbecue, but I cannot claim that it's from Texas. It's going to be from West Virginia. <laughs> it can't be from Texas. Hey, by the way, I had, I had some folks from KC Mo from Kansas City, yeah. and they're like, that's nonsense when you guys say Texas has the best barbecue yeah, because they, everybody they like knows that, that Kansas City like has the that. best barbecue. I'm like, I'm not getting in this argument. I'll tell you that right <laughs> yeah, now. That's Julie, we have five quick questions for you that we ask all our guests. And okay. um, this will this will be the revealer of all things. Yes. You, you, so, you can't think about it. Whatever comes, just blurt it out. All right. Okay. So here comes number one. Your favorite sports movie. Bring it on. Bring it on? That's the cheerleading movie. It sure is. Better, yeah, better that, believe it. Yeah, that one. Had, like my my granddaughters have watched that, and they get some sass from that thing. Bring it on. Okay, your favorite singer or band? In sync. In sync. Okay. Your favorite breakfast? I, mean, I, I did pull that from my teenage years. <laughs> yes. Now, hey, I like In Sync. Uh, wait, was Justin Timberlake in In Sync? Felt like he was, or was he, he a Backstreet Boy? Yes. He, no, he was yeah. in. He was in Sync. Okay. I then, get those two mixed up. One of the greatest entertainers ever. Okay. Favorite breakfast cereal? Don't let us down. Corn pops. Corn pops are outstanding. Oh, yeah, yeah, sugar they're, they're completely sugar-coated corn pops. Love it. They used to be sugar corn pops, and then when everyone got healthy, they said, well, let's take the sugar off, and everyone will still eat them. But they and, didn't. And we, and we, they're still the same. I'm I sure. love yeah, them. They didn't take the sugar off the corn pops. No, they, they just took the sugar, sugar off the, box. the name. They Stupid. left the sugar in the box, that's yeah. for sure. And we're all for and it. Now, and now my wife buys the things and it's healthy because it's insane sugar. Yeah, see, corn that's pops. so <laughs> smart. So smart. That's rebranding at its best. Okay, yeah. but how about your favorite Halloween candy? Oh, gosh. You know, I really love popcorn balls. Popcorn Seems balls? You can only ever get them at Halloween. Popcorn balls. Okay. Wait, a popcorn ball that would smell yeah, so Yeah, that's kind of like when the blossoms come out yeah, in the spring. That's in spring. This Never is right. a Halloween popcorn okay. ball. And, and last question, <laughs> your favorite BYU memory? Oh, my gosh. There are so many. Can I say graduation day? Sure. Yes. <laughs> that was my parents' favorite day. <laughs> yeah, when you had when you started to get paid for studying and not had to pay. So graduation day, what was that? What what were those feelings when you walked across and you got your diploma? Relief, and then I, I'm not lying when I tell you I think I slept for a week afterwards. <laughs> wow, who who shook? You? Do you remember anybody of note that shook your hand when you walked across that stage? Nope. Can who was the president of the university when you were there? I don't remember. <laughs> so. Let's All right, see. but they, what you do remember is sleeping for yeah, uh, so slept week for a week and, and, and getting your got diploma. Her degree. That's the th that's so. thing. Julie, what? Uh, let's finish with this. Uh, and thanks for joining us on Halloween. Uh, what What is the magical thing about when BYU comes to an area that where it doesn't come very often? In this case, has never been there before. That is a rallying cry for alumni 
say, for example, all over the East Coast to get to Morgantown? What What is the magic of this togetherness that Cougar Nation seems to thrive on? There is something about being surrounded with fellow members of the church who are there for something that is not church attendance. It's living our lives, but living our lives in a fun way that is still in accordance with the gospel. There is, there, there's a magic to that that I think is, is insurmountable. Well said. Very nice. This is the great Julie Russin live from Pittsburgh, who's heading up hey, the Hey, do you ever, do you ever run activities. to our boy Chris Hoke out there when you're in Pittsburgh? Uh, yes, actually. Former Pittsburgh still. I think he's a state president. He's still there president Hoke. He was on our he, show not yeah, too long we, ago. We, we call him President Hoke just out of respect for the office. <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, he was just on with us not that long ago, and a very dear, longtime friend of mine. Beloved so. Steeler, and I know you love your Steelers. So yep, uh, we wish you Thank well you. on but, Thursday. Thanks, go Cougs. Thanks, hey, Julie. Have a great time Saturday. Thanks for joining us, and uh, say hello to all the alums uh, gathering for the big game from the Wise Guys. And um, and if we're going to make this an annual thing, so we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Okay, we'll talk to you next year. Take care, Julie Russin from Pittsburgh on Halloween. It's already Halloween back there. I mean, it's yeah. Halloween all day, but it's dark. It's they're out trick or treating by now. There. Two and hours. The Steelers ahead. play Thursday night. The Steelers wanted to play Thursday night so that everyone Saturday night was wide could, open. Could run down to West Virginia for BYU yep. and West Virginia. So it's great to have Julie. Julie with us. Uh, uh, Doug Paisley is going to join us here in a couple of minutes. Um, and we're going to continue this Halloween spectacular. Hey, how about Dr. Ketch? Thanks, Julie. I just donated eight books on Amazon. Nice job, Dr. Ketch. Go, Dr. Ketch. Um, this week in the Big 12, by the way, it's a huge week in the conference. Starts on Thursday. TCU's at Texas Tech. BYU beat Texas Tech. They got smacked by TCU. Then on Saturday, in addition to BYU at West Virginia, there's some mega games. Yeah, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. So number 10 Oklahoma, um, who's coming off a reeling loss to Kansas. And then number 25 Kansas State at number 7 Texas. Kansas State has been playing some really good football. That is a big game in conference. Houston at Baylor. Um, both teams struggling. Baylor kind of one of the surprise teams that's not performing this this year, and then Central Florida at Cincinnati. That's the big game because <laughs> yeah, that, that is the big game. Two new teams haven't won a game in conference. They're both zero and five in the Big Twelve. So one of those new teams is going to get their first Big Twelve victory this Saturday. And Kansas is at Iowa State. Jayhawks are number twenty-two, back in the top twenty-five, even without their starting quarterback. And Iowa State's been playing really good. And remember, they yeah. come to Provo on. And- a week from Saturday. That's, and it's quite a matchup. You know, Kansas and Iowa State, who's playing well, quite quite a challenge for Iowa State. All right, I'm getting the thumbs up from DJ. Our there next guest is a man we met on the sideline of the BYU-West Virginia game in 2016 at FedEx Field in Maryland, and we've been friends ever since. A pleasure to welcome the biggest Mountaineer fan that we know, Doug Paisley, the father of country singing star Brad Paisley. And he's got his West Virginia gear. Yes, he does. Not is he wearing it. He's got it behind him. And uh, we welcome Doug to the Wise Guys. Hey, what are the Paisleys handing out uh, for Halloween tonight? Guitar picks. <laughs> that's it? I'm going to come to your door and I'm going to get a guitar pick? That's a big deal in Tennessee to, to get that in Franklin, Tennessee, to get to get guitar, guitar picks. I think that's very appropriate. So. I, I don't think the kids uh, like them too well. They, they can't chew them. No, no. Maybe a guitar <laughs> but, pick in a Snickers bar, like a, a tandem. Might be yeah. uh, might be pretty good. When we first we get, met, we got some new guitar picks though. They're uh, they're for the uh, 
Son of the Mountains, which is uh, the new album. Oh, oh awesome. nice. I've got, got a guitar pick from uh, when Brad but was when here last. So, yeah. so when, when, Doug and, when Doug and Brad came into town the last time, we all had this plan that we were all going to get together, and then I was out of town that weekend. So Dave got to go. And the I rest of us I, still got together. I didn't get to go and get together with you guys. So the next time they're out Salt Lake City Way, I, I got to I gotta get together with all, all of you. Hey, absolutely. Hey, when we met, Doug, uh, you were driving the tour bus for Brad and his band, and you stayed over to watch the BYU-West Virginia game, and then you were going to meet up with them. Are you still driving the bus? Uh, not, as much, uh, not as much as I was. Uh, it, um, we got a great driver. We had a great driver then, but we've got a great driver now, and he likes to deadhead a lot <laughs> and pull over and, and take his eight-hour break and um, – you know, I, that's not something I want to do is just sit around for eight hours or, yeah. you know, sleep for eight hours. So I usually fly if Brad flies. If uh, he rides, then I ride. And, yeah, I do I do still help out. So, yeah. We, we also know, Doug, that you have a BYU shirt to wear during weeks when West Virginia is not playing BYU. Um, that, Dave has is. evidence of that. We just put the picture up that you got that. <laughs> BYU, um, do, do you still have it? And do you ever wear it? I, I I do still have it, and the answer is yes. I have worn it. It's been a it's been a couple months. It's in the bottom of a drawer, but uh, I wore it to sleep in one night. I remember it distinctly because it was right after we found out that BYU was coming, uh, you know, on board to to the Big Twelve. Well, it looks uh, it's fantastic, and I was glad you have it and still have it. My wife will be happy that you still have it. Uh, and it looks good. And I, know I, you're not I should have gone and dug, I dug it out for this, but I hurried back. I was in a panic. I thought that we were 4.30 my time. Oh. Uh, it, so. Well, I'm glad that it worked out. Now, look, were, did you when you guys were growing up and you're raising Brad over there in Glendale, West Virginia, did you have BYU fans living right next door? We did. We did. Um, the, um, the guy next door to me, his name was uh, Harold Livingston. They called him Buck. Uh, he was the plant manager for the Lewis Marks toy plant, and uh, he was president of uh, of uh, of the Mormon uh, Church in uh, in West uh, in that area of West Virginia. Yeah. So uh, had a lot of interaction uh, with the Livingstons, Danny and and his sister. Were they nice? Ex well. Show me one that's not. <laughs> nah, that's that's well, not, that's nice I, of you to say, Doug. I won't make any comments. I could name one, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Doug. We we know you're the expert. Um, you, you've been a West Virginia fan for a long, long time. I, you know, Brad makes it very clear uh, that he's a big time West Virginia fan and supporter, and people people know all about that. So we know you guys have been around a lot. The Cougars have never played in, in Morgantown. What, what's game day like in Morgantown, and what can BYU's fans that are coming there expect from their experience there? Well, first of all, let me excuse me one second because I picked up a cold from I think my one grandchild. Um, thank you, Jasper. <laughs> they're very giving. But anyway, <laughs> they're very giving those grandkids. Oh, they are. They are. And, um, is, and by the way, is this uh, is this is this shirt coming out right? Yes, oh, yeah. Yeah. It says BYU. Looks, According to, after it goes through our filter, it says BYU on well, there. Well, nothing, nothing is worse than to see people Zoom or FaceTime you and they're 
everything is backwards. No, it's <laughs> like, oh, we can read that West Virginia just as well as anything. So it's all good. <laughs> well, to answer your question, at, like most universities, it's crazy. But West Virginia, you have to remember that West Virginia uh, doesn't have a pro team. Well, we're close to the Steelers or possibly the Cleveland Browns. Uh, maybe down in the southern part of the state, they root for the Bengals in Cincinnati. But um, WVU is the is the school. We have Marshall. Uh, my wife did some graduate work at Marshall. She's from the Huntington area originally. But um, it's when it's game day, you know, it's it's actually the largest city in the, the number of people there make it the largest city in the state uh on game day wow so you know west virginia is is a little bit of a i guess a rural state we would say and so uh they come to party and they party hardy now we used to have a bad reputation for the way we treated some of the fans that came to town but over the last 10 years that's changed, and we actually got a great compliment from the uh, from the TCU folks when they were there. They were uh, they were like they would be walking by, and they'd be invited over for a beer or a, a you know a soft drink or a hot dog or something. And that's that's West Virginia for you. And I I know that would be the way that it would be uh, at BYU too. Now put your analyst hat on, uh, and what what are going to be the keys to this game? on Saturday night under the lights there in Morgantown with, with BYU coming in after getting roughed up against Texas and West Virginia 3-2, and two, a shot to get to 4-2 and two in the Big 12. I think the key, just like with your games before, are turnovers. Uh, you know, we had the turnover advantage in the last game, and uh, I, think that's, I think that's the key. Also, we had a really, really good defense against the rush for the, about the first four games, including Penn State. But that has broken down, so don't let your coach know. But the run last week was the run defense last week was pitiful. All right, we will we'll keep that between the three of us. What what about what about this quarterback Garrett Green? I, I kind of like him because you know I I played a little like him. I'm only five eleven. He's five eleven. He's running around making plays. You know what what makes him special? <laughs> He's uh, he's five eleven like Ron DeSantis is five eleven. With what was it I read yesterday? Uh, they accused DeSantis of wearing lifts in his boots. Uh, of course, you know there <laughs> there's no proof of that. But uh, Garrett Green's probably a good five ten if anything. But he's a he's a spunky guy, and uh, uh, he took over last year and and did well at the end of the year and and started this year. He's um he he's a good guy. Uh, I mean he's a he's a good playmaker. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Doug Paisley's on the Wise Guys tonight, live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and WiseGuys.com. Our live streamers from all over the world. Shout out to Singapore and everyone else who's who's in with the Wise Guys this week. You have been to Cougar Stadium, Lavelle Edwards Stadium, when Brad played uh, Stadium of Fire a few years back. Uh, so yes. in the event that you come back next year on the schedule, it will be like um, it'll be like coming back home a little bit. I know the the Brad plays up at USAN all the time, but he's playing right. in Provo and and what have you thought? What were your impressions about this place? Uh, it's a cool state. It's it's a cool place. That you know I've been in several stadiums. Uh, there are 
there are some that are really generic and don't have any real style to them. But uh, your stadium does. Our stadium uh, is a lot better than it was when it was first built. They've, they've made some major improvements there. Uh, so, yeah, I, and I would love to be back. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on my calendar when I, when I see where it is. Maybe I can get Brad to come with me. Get Brad and we'll host you. Yep, we'll take great care of you if you come back. And, and you, know, you know, live streams available all over the world. I mean, we have people in the Philippines and Singapore and South America that join us every week. Um, but, but Dave and I are here in Utah. So our big question is, when are you going to bring uh, Brad and the band back this way? Because we want to get together with you if you come back out west again. Uh, probably, probably next. Don't hold me to this because the schedule is very fluid right now. Probably next spring. Uh, we have a Europe trip in, I believe it's March. Uh, and then after that, uh, we'll start some other things. I I think we've got, uh, a Canadian trip. And sometimes when we do the Canadian part, especially if we, we go West, then we drop down you know, places like Yakima, Washington, and down to, you know, Salt Lake, Provo, yeah. uh, you know, those those areas. Doug, let's finish with this, because uh, I know Brad's got some new material coming out that's, that's uh, very personal uh, to him as a, as he addresses some, some crises in our community. Uh, tell us about w- what the new project is and, and uh, how much are you looking forward to it? Are you talking about the musical project? Yeah, or yeah. Are you talk- Oh, okay. Um, you know, we made a trip up into West Virginia. You know, we have a serious opioid situation in, in the state of West Virginia, especially in the southern part of the state. Um, we went up there and we did a lot of filming, talking to people that had have beaten uh, that dastardly uh, thing. Yeah. And we, uh, if, if you go to YouTube uh, and look on there for, you know, Son of the Mountains and the and the opioid song. Uh, we, we filmed some of it in, excuse me, I'm all plugged up. Um, we filmed some of it in uh, a coal mine. Uh, it's uh, actually an exhibition coal mine. It's, an, it's a real coal mine that has been turned into an exhibition mine in Beckley, West Virginia. It's worth, it's worth, worth going there to see it. Uh, but we filmed some there. We filmed some at the iconic New River Gorge Bridge. Uh, so if you go if you go look on YouTube right now for those some of those videos, uh, they're they're pretty. Uh, they'll tug at your heartstrings, and uh, some of the interviews, especially the sheriff of Fayette County, Sheriff Mike, we call him. Uh, he is uh, one of these lawmen that uh, what he wants to do with law enforcement is to keep people out of jail, and uh, he has done a really really great job of helping. A lot of these people that are uh, uh, addicted and have beat the addiction, and he's helped them in every way possible. Music is a power, and it can generate a lot of good. And I know that uh, that all of you are working to to do that with uh, with this project. And uh, we we know that uh, Brad got all of his talent from you and your wife. And so that's why you're on the show and he's not, but mostly because you're our friend and uh, we appreciate and enjoy our association with you. Well, I do too. It's uh, I, I, I told, uh, I was in West Virginia last weekend and I told some of my buddies, uh, we have a coffee morning every time, every day when I'm home and we call it Joe's, uh, Joe's, 
crack Joe's Glendale Cracker Barrel, Barrel and Emporium. He's a he's a pack rat, <laughs> and and we uh, we have a we have a great time there. And I told him I said, you know, I'm uh, I'm going to be talking to some BY you folks here uh, this this week, and uh, they. <laughs> I won't say what one of them said, but um, <laughs> thank you. Anyway, he but he's a great guy, and he would be the first. Yet, in fact, if you want to come come there this week this weekend, he'll host you at his house. Wow! Yeah, we. But we're about we're about ninety miles from Morgantown as the as you go around the uh, Panhandle and down into the other part of the state. Yeah, Dave, Dave I wish I, I was home to... to go to the game. I really do, but I'll watch it. Uh, and I may be texting you uh, with some uh, comments. Some trash ah, talk. We welcome that. <laughs> we, Dave and I don't get to be back in Morgantown this week. Like we like like last time BYU played back there, where it was in Maryland. We we were back. We're in, we're hosting in the studio this week, and we have Spencer Linton back on the field back there. So we're involved in the game, but we're doing it from a distance in studio. So we'll be watching it on TV, just like you, Doug. Okay. Hey, thank you. I know you're heading over to Brad's for a big paisley halloween party as everyone should have it in their homes and uh, i know this is a big fun night for for you guys uh we will see uh, he's you a, he's a big kid he uh, he he enjoys it more than his kids do i think <laughs> <laughs> well we appreciate he's usually a superhero or uh maybe he's a I, I'm I'm not sure what it'll be. I, it's always a surprise when I end up over there. That's and awesome. See what come up with. Well, we appreciate you carving some time out for for us, and and you've been such a great friend, and and uh, and so hospitable to us when we met you the first time back there in, in Maryland at that West Virginia game, and uh, and and we're we're very grateful to be able to call you friend. Same here. Same here, guys. Happy Halloween. We'll be see safe you. out there among them. See you in the spring when you get out west. And then, this, by the way, this is a tradition now. You're now our West Virginia correspondent. So yes. we plan to do this uh, on an annual uh, every every season. So let's uh, let's make it some fun. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. And the, and the check's in the mail, right? Absolutely. Yes. Thanks, Doug. With a big BYU <laughs> shirt. Uh, Doug, thank you. See you, guys. The great Doug Paisley. Uh, we have such a fun relationship with him. And it's so random, right? We're doing our stand-ups there at... Uh, FedEx field and uh, and he walked over and he was he was looking at us we're looking at him we started visiting and found out that he was uh, Brad's dad and that he was and, and, driving, and driving the, the bus, bus at that time and, right and uh, that was uh, 2016 and then we've met up a number of times since and now we've got a West Virginia correspondent the great uh, Doug Paisley let's wrap up here on this Halloween super quick uh, a couple of interesting birthdays and um uh, Dan Rather, 1831, born on Halloween. John Candy, 1950. Nick Saban, head coach of Alabama, born today back in 1951. And then one of your favorites. Yeah, Ice Ice Baby, Vanilla Ice, 1967. Of course, I couldn't leave that one out. A couple so. of Halloween deaths. Harry Houdini. Yeah. 1926. George Hallis, the great uh, Chicago Bear, 1983. And Sean Connery died on Halloween in 2020. 2020. Our Wise Guys inspirational quote of the week is from Sean Connery. That's right. He says, there's one major difference between James Bond and me. He's able to sort out problems. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he always does. He always figures he always it out. He always figures it out. We thank Brandon Doman, Julie Russin, and Doug Paisley, our guests. Next week, Austin Colley. A reminder of our big announcement. Yeah, big announcement is starting December 4th. Wise Guys is moving to Monday nights. And it's going to stay there uh, with the Big 12 basketball schedule now being a Saturday-Tuesday schedule. We're going to fit this in in between. We'll have lots to talk about. Dave and I are doing most of the home games this year uh, yeah, in the Big Spencer. 12. 
yeah. with Spencer. And so uh, take note, tell your friends, make sure you adjust your schedules to be with us on Monday night starting on December 4th, same time. 6 p.m. Mountain, or, or yeah, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Mountain Time. You'll have to figure that. I don't know what that is in the Philippines, but we just appreciate you being with us. <laughs> we think that's going to be a good move for everybody. The podcast is up tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow night, Wednesday, 7 o'clock Mountain Time for BYU Basketball Exhibition Game against Life Pacific. First chance to see the New Look Cougars uh, on the floor. And then Saturday, we'll see you at 3 o'clock Mountain Time on game day leading up to BYU and West Virginia, both those basketball and game day on BYU TV. Yep. So we'll see you tomorrow night and we'll see you again on Saturday and then next Tuesday. Happy Halloween. This is like the greatest day of the year. One of them. I'm just going to eat a lot of candy. Yeah. (laughs) See you guys. Be safe.